0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Weight Loss in the Mind. Think fit, be fit. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, along with our brand new co-host, Matt Fury. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Doing great, Scott. Glad awesome. To be back. awesome. Yep. Glad to have you here. Uh, one of the things that excites me is the idea of weight loss without real power. That's some of the stuff that we talking about coming months. Last time, we kind of gave everybody a bit of an introduction and told them a bit about who you were, Matt, and we got into some of our philosophy and, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. And one of the things that uh, you had mentioned before we came on the air was the snap-back effect. And uh, I was wondering if you could sh- I thought it was really interesting, I was wondering if you could share that with everybody. I'd be glad to. snap-back
1: effect is... Um, is it- term that was used in psychocybernetics uh, by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. He wrote the bestseller 35 million copies sold. Wow. And he's really really? the first guy to really popularize and make people aware of this thing called a self image. And he was a plastic surgeon back when plastic surgery wasn't Breast augmentation and penile enlargement. You know, yeah. it was somebody got his nose whacked, or you got in a car accident, or you're born with your ears were too big, or you had a hair lip, or whatever. And so he corrected those things. And he learned how during uh, after after uh, actually before World War II uh, in Germany, he learned how to do plastic surgery back when they didn't really have many in the U.S. Uh, he then healed people through surgery, gave them beautiful faces. And, but he was puzzled that every once in a while he would have a patient who he would greatly improve the person's looks. But he or she would say that she didn't feel any different, or didn't look any different, didn't notice any effect. And he, He'd hold up the before photo, he'd show the after photo, and say, how can you say this? It just stunned him. Right. And and the, and what he found out, what he discovered was, although the person would then agree, okay, I see a difference when you hold the picture side by side, but when I look in the mirror, I don't feel any different. I feel like the same old person that I always was. Uh, I don't have any friends. I don't like myself. Other people don't like me. Uh, I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. And so you can have somebody who's beautiful who thinks she's ugly. You can have someone who is physically fit and lean who thinks he's fat. This happens all the time. And but but in this case, the snapback effect. What it means is that we have a governing mental picture in our brain called a self-image, mm-hmm. and It's really like, I call it the governing picture, but it's really like a road map. It's really like a blueprint of life's coming attractions as well as life's current attractions. And if your self-image doesn't change when you get yourself into better shape, you'll snap back to the self-image that's still playing. And so with the force of will, you can get yourself into shape. You can make yourself lose weight. You can get yourself into the size 32 jeans when you're size 42. You can get yourself to do a lot of amazing things with willpower. But the problem with willpower is, is that you have to use a tremendous amount of energy. You have to summon a tremendous amount of energy. And you're not doing it in the best way that is proven to get results. And the best way is to not use willpower. If you think about everything you've ever learned, everything you've ever gotten good at, it was because you loved what you were learning. It was because you loved the idea and you could picture yourself and you imagine yourself doing something and, and using that imagination then led to effortless action. You didn't have to think about, okay, i got to take action. Yeah. And, uh, rah, rah. All you had to do was was be excited about something that you were picturing in a certain way. And if you did that, all the action and all the movement just took care of itself. Yeah. So there's an old saying that in the battle between imagination and willpower, imagination wins every single time. And if you look at the history of the great innovators, creators, and achievers in the sporting world as well as in other areas, it doesn't matter the area. You always hear them talking about how they use their imagination, how they thought about something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera,
0: So one of th- one of the things I hear you saying, Matt, is we should be f- imagining our ourself, the, ourselves the way we want ourselves to be. As and I, and you know, I was at an event uh, three weeks ago, and this lady gets up and she she says to everybody, I'm bulimic, okay mm-hmm. and I have to say that you would be hard pressed to find a more beautiful young woman than this young woman right ah. okay right. in in my opinion like I just thought, wow, like she has a wonderful figure, and yeah. uh, you know and she she was very you know if if i boy, you know, how could you not think you were something if you looked like her would be what I would be saying, right? (laughs) And, but she was bulimic and she had all these problems and she didn't see herself as being particularly pretty and, and everything else. And I thought, you know, what, what a waste. And it seemed to me now listening to you that, that she, and probably uh, to varying degrees, most of us, uh, we look at ourselves and we, we pick out the pimple or we pick out the, the little crook in the nose or we pick out the little, what we see as a defect and others might see as kind of a cute thing. And we make that into kind of ugly as opposed to saying, you know, forgetting about what we think we look like and saying, this is what I want to look like. Right. Mm -hmm. And imagining ourselves as, as what we want to look like. And, you know, it's interesting because, uh, When I was younger, I've always had like a a little, probably inch or two inch layer of fat around my waist. So I've never ever seen my like six pack abs or anything like that, right? And I went to hot yoga for a year and a half, started about two and a half years ago, and I could start to see that if I kept this up, my abs would uh, start showing. Right. So you know what I did? Quit going, quit going. <laughs> That's right. And I started up again just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, right? I think I'm at the point now where I'm I'm quite ready to see my abs. But I was I was just a mason for a year, I, you know. Because and here, like my excuses are. We've had a magnificent weather. It's been the nicest summer and spring and fall that we've ever had on the West Coast. And I would much rather go for my walk and ride my bike and hike in the mountains and go into a stuffy old room and sweat for an hour and a half. Okay. And I realize that's just like my ego, just giving me some sort of excuse to to, to not go to hot yoga because nothing I've ever done has had the uh, the impact on my Body fat that that yoga has had, and on my strength. Like I have two, a uh, one 20 year old son, one 17 uh, year old son. The 17 year old son is three inches taller than me and probably 20 pounds heavier than me, and mostly solid muscle. And we would wrestle, and he would like, how come you're so strong? When I was uh, doing hot yoga, right? So right. Uh, yeah, definitely that self image is is massive because. We, we tend to move towards that, and if it's a bad self image, then you do things that keep it. Keep, I think keep us looking uh, worse than we should be.
1: Well, and w- when you're almost there, you're you're inside the ten yard line. You're almost ready to score. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that you're going to score, and then you come up with a change of plans. Well, I guess we'll go the other way. It yeah. doesn't make sense, right? Or you know. I'm on the ten yard line, I only hey and it's first down or I'm on the one yard line and it's first and first
0: and goal. Let's run the um, ball at that big, big, huge guy that stopped us every time.
1: Or or even worse, let's let's um, let's get the ball, let's wait in the backfield till the defender comes and let's just give him the ball and let him run the other way
0: with it. <laughs> that's, right.
1: that, that's essentially what you've done. So there's some point in there when you're getting closer. And it doesn't matter how close you get. You could get halfway there. You could get almost there. Or you get all the way there. And once you're there, you feel uncomfortable. Mm. There's some emotion comes up where you say, you know what? I'm not supposed to look this good. You know what? This isn't me. I've never been able to see my abs. Oh, my God. And at that point, an uncomfortable emotion comes up that you don't process and move through. And when that, ha- if you don't process it, move through it, you snap back. Mm-hmm. If you do process it and move through it, you you reach the goal. You get into the end zone. And so, um, what you've got to do there, uh, and this is going to come up again here because you're back in there again, right?
0: That's right. Every you're twice a week.
1: Right, and, and you're getting results again, just
0: like the first time, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. So and I'm eating the... better than I was the first time, so. Okay. okay, good. So, now, I can
1: assure you that this tendency is gonna resurface. It's gonna come up again. Now, you can bring it up right now in your mind and think about it, or you can let it happen when it happens, but it's probably better to bring it up in advance. What if you began picturing right now the day in which you see yourself showing your abs again that your abs are visible? You go back in that time and you picture the discomfort you once had that made you go in the other direction and say and now you slap yourself in the face, you catch yourself slapping yourself in the face, say, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're more uncomfortable being overweight than you are having your abs. Finish what you started. You'll be better off once you're in the end zone. And so you now have this imaginary person named Scott, and he's not the same height as you or the same weight, he's like 10 feet tall, and he grabs you and he pushes you over the goal. And when he does this, you're in the end zone celebrating with this guy. He helps you. See, that's a very different image, and this is what Dr. Maltz called your big self. And this big self exists in everyone. I refer to it as the unbeatable man within, hence my book, The Unbeatable Man. But this is the guy, see, you know how to uh, create podcasts that are riveting. You know how to put up web pages. You know how to speak in public and do all of this at a high level. And that man inside, that invisible part of you, that imaginary you or big self, He's huge. He's ten feet tall. He has a tremendous amount of confidence. So you have the ability to cross the finish line because you've done it in all these other areas.
0: That's right, and everybody else does too.
1: And everybody else does too. And some people will challenge me. Well, I've never. Wait a minute. Do you speak English? Yeah. Can you write? Yeah. <laughs> Can you walk? Yeah. Okay, then you've got a big self that helped you do all these things.
0: Yeah, like can you drive? Like I'm teaching my kids how to drive, right? And I'm realizing right. like what I take for total granted is not—you shouldn't be taking it for granted, right? It's a skill. Right. Yeah, you
1: know the wheel pose, uh, which you call in yoga the wheel pose, uh, where you push up from your back and do a bridge. Yep. Okay, my son. I remember when I first started teaching him this, and, you know, in combat conditioning we call it the reverse push-up into a gymnastic bridge, but I remember the first day I said, okay, put your hands by your ears, now push yourself off the ground. He couldn't get a centimeter off the ground, and I remember his frustration, and then I said, I said, this is great, push as hard as you can because pretty soon you're going to be getting off the ground, the very next workout he got about a half inch off the ground. The next workout after that, he got about four inches off the ground. Then the next workout, he was almost all the way up, and during his fifth workout, he pressed up, locked his arms out, and held for 30 seconds. And the look of pride on this kid's face that he accomplished the seemingly impossible, something he couldn't even come close to doing, five workouts prior was that as a father and as a coach, it was priceless. Mm. And yet, he's the one who did it. Sure, I helped coach him, but he's the one who did it. And inside his mind now, just like everyone listening, there is that unbeatable man. There is that big self who can look back for the rest of his life and say, you know what, I did a reverse push-up once when I never thought I'd be able to do it. If I can learn to do that, I can learn to do this. And all you're doing is transferring the confidence and the courage and the use of your imagination that you had in one area of your life into the other area. Once you do that, you're on the path. You're on the road to success. And now it's just a matter of having the guts to step over the line. Yeah, and you know what? Yes. No.
0: Yes. Uh, it, 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 I don't even need the guts because when you were talking and everything else like everybody listening like I would rewind and I would listen to that analogy over and over and over again and then just put yourself into it because I just totally saw myself on the one yard line and with the ball and these all these big guys coming at me and this 10 foot self just picking me up like you said and throwing me through these guys into the end zone, and then there we are, just cheering and cheering and cheering and and I'll tell you, like in my body and everything else like i'm just i'm really excited, and I'm thinking, holy smokes, and I can do this and the the idea of celebration I think is so key you know when you have these markers and it's like okay I'm I, I was 220 pounds now I'm 210 pounds like celebrate those things right and if you mm-hmm. keep looking at yourself as okay this is my ideal weight and I'm going to make it here and and then picturing yourself there in when like because when I did that originally I'm picturing myself you know with my abs and like you said You know that was a little uncomfortable, right? And then, then this big ten foot me comes up and smacks me and shakes me, or you know (laughs) whatever he he needs to do or she needs to do, depending on your gender. And it's like, no, that's what you want. Like, let's go for it, girl. Let's go for it, guy. And uh, uh, I just think that is an an incredibly powerful exercise. And I just got to say, you know, thanks for sharing that.
1: You're welcome, you're welcome. and I look forward to uh, to seeing you uh, celebrating with me when you're in the end zone. but here's the cool thing is, and it gets back to what we started this call on. did I strengthen your will, or did I simply give you something else to imagine that was very exciting?
0: You gave me something else to imagine that was very exciting. There's no, no will involved. <laughs> no. And, and so now
1: what do you think on a scale of 1 to 10 your desire is in order to 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 keep going to these classes and to and to get the job done
0: i i think yeah it's i'm right there it's there's no real we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be stopping Right. In fact, I was actually thinking, i got to go out and get my digital camera. I'm going to take a shot of my abs <laughs> today.
1: Well, yeah, you take a shot of your abs now. But even, even change around that last statement, I'm not going to be stopping. That uh, that kind of self-talk, is. I'm really glad you did that on accident or on purpose, whatever it was, because this is a huge turnaround for you to even be aware of that. Because basically what you just said is, I'm going to be stopping. So take the word not out. Now let's change that to I'm going to keep going.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not
1: I'm not going to stop because all your mind will hear is going to stop, stop. Yeah. right? Yeah. So, so if parents who give their directions to their kids, stop, uh, don't talk, don't eat junk food, don't get in trouble at school. The only thing the kid hears is what comes after don't. Yeah. Get in
0: trouble. Eat junk
1: food. Yeah, eat junk food, et cetera. And we give ourselves this kind of command all the time, and and we don't realize that whatever you focus on after the word not or don't, I mean, you can't help but focus. And it gets back to that whole uh, first lesson I had in hypnosis in 1981 at University of Iowa. We had a guy come and work with us. And one of the first things he said is, to not use don't and not, right? Yeah. Because if you do, you'll, you'll think of it. And he gave the analogy, which everybody does. It seems old, tired, and worn, but it's true. So let's repeat it, but I'll change it a little bit. Don't think of a pink elephant with big, white tusks charging through the room right now. Okay, <laughs> well, what's the first thing you're going to think of? Yeah, it's a big yeah. elephant charging through the room. Yeah, with big, white tusks. Okay, and so it's the same thing to say, oh, don't think of yourself, uh, doing that. Don't think of yourself, uh, not stopping. Don't think of yourself that, well, what's the, what are you really focusing on? The wrong mental picture. You got the wrong imaginary device there. And so what you, if you want to use don't, you'd do it the exact opposite. You'd say, Scott, don't go into the end zone when you're almost there. Scott, when you look in the mirror and you see that your abs are finally coming in, don't keep going to class
0: and get the job done finally. (laughs) And the rebel in me says, you know, screw you, I am, (laughs) right? That's
1: right. Well, have you ever... In my book, The Unbeatable Man, in the first chapter... I talk about the guy, his name was Dan, and he said to me, Fury, you're never going to go to the state tournament. Hmm. And you know what? My desire to go to the state tournament, I have to thank you. Yeah. Because it shot up like five decibels when he said that. Have you ever had somebody say you'll never do something?
0: Yeah, all the time. And Boy, what, does what, it ever make you determined to do it.
1: Right. Did, did, did the person actually increase your desire when, when he or she said that?
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. And so that's another little thing here you can do is you say, Scott, you're never going to get in the best shape of your life. You're never going to get those great abs that you've all
0: wanted. Now, what's your emotional response right now? It's you better just watch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> watch me exactly. Watch me, and and so that's a little uh, game again with your imagination that you can play, and uh, and, and it works. I mean, almost every time. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's, it's almost ludicrous. But again, it gets back to. Uh, be careful what you imagine, not what you wish for. Be careful what you imagine and what you picture and what you say when you talk to yourself, because it may be on its way. And, uh, so, uh, I think, uh, whoever's listening to us is, is grateful, uh, that you made that little slip-up. I know you don't normally do that. Neither do I. I never screw up. (laughs) (laughs) So the key thing is 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 catch yourself. I catch myself saying, don't do this, to to my kids. And the the thing is, when I do, I got that 10-foot guy who whacks me across the face and says, what did you just say? Turn that around to something positive. That's right. So instead of, uh, saying don't eat junk food to my kids, I say, hey, let's eat some really good tasting organic health food. Yeah, I want my, uh, yeah, so that gives you you a, a detailed idea. Uh, how you phrase things, and when you, when you say something, I'm immediately turning it into a image, into a picture.
0: Yeah. And
1: I could let these things go, but to let them go wouldn't be a, a service to, to all the people who are listening.
0: No, that's so right. I, and this is all about I, these lessons on the mind. Right. It's
1: all about the mind. And in everything you say or hear other people saying, take a mental snapshot of it and what, and, and now tell me based on what the person said in words, what mental snapshot did you make? Your brain is activated. Your subconscious responds to pictures. And the words tell us what the pictures are. Yeah. And and uh, no better picture, I think. The best picture is that one yard line. I, how many times I was close to a goal and started having self-doubts, and even some other people would express to me, Oh man, I don't know. It's getting close. I I don't know if you can make it. And I always said to him, Look, I feel like I'm on the one yard line and I just need the ball for one more down.
0: That's right. And
1: and if I didn't get there that day i I talked to somebody, I still wouldn't be discouraged. I'd say, Look, I'm on the one yard line and I get to do replay the back down because
0: uh there the was a penalty p- flag uh, on the on the play. The other team is yeah, offside. Yeah, and I
1: ju- it's like Groundhog Day. I just get to redo it and redo it and redo it until I finally get it right. <laughs> the movie Groundhog Day. That's
0: a, a great movie, and I think that's a great analogy, too, because we do get to. I mean. In the personal development field, the people I know say you have a lesson and you get the lesson until you pass it and that means, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger if you try to ignore it. So I like the analogy, I'm on the one yard line, talk to the quarterback, give me the ball, I'm I'm going in and uh, sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't, but you know what, you get to do it again and again and again until you get in. And so it's like there's no four downs and you're out or three downs if, and you're out if you're up in Canada. It's, uh, it's over and over. And, and each time you learn and each time you grow and that big 10 foot guy's going to be blocking for you. So you sh- shouldn't have any problem getting in there and getting the celebration. Yes.
1: Absolutely true.
0: All right, so thank you very much, Matt. That was uh, that was awesome, and uh, I just uh, really am enjoying doing these shows with you. I've just learned so much, and uh, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us. If you want to see uh, some of Matt's stuff, just head over to www.mattfury.com, and uh, Matt, do you want to spell that out for everybody?
1: Yeah, that'd be good, uh, because you, with your... Um non-American English accent, it <laughs> might throw off some of our South African, Australian, New Zealand, and England viewers or listeners. So <laughs> it's dot com and com. Just kidding. Your accent, I
0: love it. I love the Canadian accent. <laughs> well, I enjoy yours, too. And if you want to listen to uh, previous episodes, head over to www.freeweightlosspodcast.com and that's where we've got our archives and you can leave comments, like leave some comments, let us know what you think. If you've got any questions for Matt or myself, we'd be happy to talk about them on an upcoming episode and uh, we've got a lot of uh, listeners, Matt, in uh, Southeast Asia and Australia uh, obviously, there's the majority are in uh, North America, but it's just interesting to see, uh, to see that area growing as far as listeners go. So I want to say a big shout-out to uh, everybody wherever you are. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to Weight Loss in the Mind, Think Fit, Be Fit, and uh, we, we're kind of tagging on a second little tagline to this, which is weight loss without willpower. And I, just, uh, I just love that one, Matt.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to our next podcast
0: again. See you all next time, everybody. Bye-bye.